Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to At Home in Connecticut, your guide to all aspects of daily living in Connecticut. Hosted by Bill Pierce and produced by WTIC News Talk 1080. Good morning and happy this morning to welcome back uh, Pamela Atwood, gerontologist and executive director of Colebrook Village at Hebron. Pam, good morning and welcome back. Good morning, Bill. It's great to be back as always. And uh, you've brought somebody else who has been here in the past, but not for quite a while. You know, I tell you, Christy and I go way back. We Joining do. us today is Christy Koval, who is the um, she's also a gerontologist. We actually met at graduate school. We might have met a little before that when I worked for the Alzheimer's Association. Christy is the director of public policy at the Alzheimer's Association Connecticut chapter. Welcome, Christy. Thank you so much. And today we're going to be talking about Alzheimer's research, the walk to end Alzheimer's, and some of the policy issues that are going on. And Christy, tell us a little bit about AAIC. The last week of July, Chicago hosted the Alzheimer's Association International Conference, and that is a big deal. Um, what is AAIC, though? So AAIC is um, the Alzheimer's Association International Conference. It is the largest research conference, uh, you know, in the world. And it's held um, in multiple locations. Um, this year, we were really fortunate because it was in Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, more than 5,600 researchers from around the country, including many in Connecticut, were out there sharing uh, best practices, the latest updates from their own research. And there was some really exciting progress this year. Um, one thing really to note was a study um, around treating blood pressure um, mm -hmm. with an aggressive blood pressure treatment was shown to reduce the risk of cognitive decline. And this is actually really important because we haven't seen um, a number of positive breakthroughs with medication in the right. last few years. You know, it's funny because all of the support groups that I go to and whenever I'm talking about Alzheimer's in the public, you know, everybody has the same question. Have we found a cure yet? Do we know yet? We still don't really know the cause. We don't have a cure. But these really were breakthroughs that were coming out of this conference. Um, what were some of the other studies that were announced? So there was another um, drug that's in phase two um, mm -hmm. that was initially shown to not be so effective at 12 months, but then at 18 months around reducing amyloid. Mm -hmm. And then, so both of these studies really reinforce our own study. So the Alzheimer's Association right now is recruiting for something called the U.S. Pointer Study. Mm -hmm. The study was done in Finland. Um, in the early 2000s. And this is going to be a very large lifestyle study. So it's taking a look at lifestyle intervention and what, what can we do with people before they develop symptoms, things like exercise, sleep, any diet, things like that. So even including that high blood pressure that you just mentioned, so ways that we can control. I mean, I think that's a relatively old saying now at the chapter at the national organization, what's good for your heart is good for your head. Um, so all of these lifestyle factors are continuing to show some promise and some fertile areas for research. And we absolutely need this because, as we know, the baby boomers are now at the greatest risk. Yeah. Um, Alzheimer's disease is growing in Connecticut. 77,000 folks in Connecticut are wow. impacted. By 2025, we're estimating 91,000. As you know, this mm -hmm. is a long and costly disease, and yeah. so we really need to get on top of what the the you know what the causes are and effective treatments and ultimately a cure. Right. 
Uh, Chrissy, these two announcements are certainly important research, but they also have public policy implications as well. They absolutely do. And so one of the things, um, we have really increased our resources on the public policy front. Um, A number of years ago, we formed, um, through our policy office, something called allsimpact.org, if people want more information. And we really have been focused on getting increases at NIH for research funding. If you think about other diseases like cancer and HIV, we've been able to make progress in those areas with NIH research dollars. And we We've been able to do that through our advocates and All's Impact. Um, and so right now, uh, we've we've recently gotten a $414 million increase at NIH for Alzheimer's research. And right now, there's another proposed bump um, that's in Congress um, moving through that process. And if this goes through, we will have quadrupled Alzheimer's research funding at NIH. And this is so Fantastic. important. It's, it's so important for people to understand that this is the first step in, in getting adequate research funding so people can be funded, more trials can be funded, and we can really take a look at this. And what are some of the policy issues you've been working on at the chapter and the National Alzheimer's Association? So on a national level, of course, we're advocating for more research funding, and we also are looking at um, two big policies in Congress right now. One is called the Bold Infrastructure for Alzheimer's Act. It's a it's looking at um, the infrastructure and funding um, centers of excellence on Alzheimer's and looking at how it's going to impact impact communities. And the other is looking at palliative care and training and education. Uh, And on a state level, we're really looking at our own Alzheimer's state plan. We have a state plan here in Connecticut. It's about five years old. And we're looking for ways that we can update those recommendations. That's, uh, it's wonderful that the movements are still going forward, that we're still making progress, and we're still keeping this in the forefront of policymakers' minds as research, well as researchers and clinicians. But I have to tell you, my favorite event that the chapter does is the Walk to End Alzheimer's, which, forgive me, I still most of the time call the memory walk, but it's now the Walk to End Alzheimer's. And I was telling people tongue-in-cheek today that I was arrested recently uh, (coughs) at my workplace for a jail and bail fundraiser, and um, my staff arrested me for singing and breaking into song during lyrics, uh, or excuse me, lyrics uh, and song during staff meetings. And um, they set a bail, quote unquote, of $1,000 that I had to raise for our walk team, which we did. So we raised over 2,200 actually, and that will be going 100% to the Alzheimer's Association. Tell us about the walks though. Tell us about these events and what happens. So the Walk to End Alzheimer's, it is our largest fundraising event of the year. They're held in communities nationwide. We actually have seven walks in Connecticut in September, and then the Hartford Walk is October 14th. ALZ.org slash walk if people want more information for a location. And really what this is, is it funds care, support, and research. So things like care and support, people are interested in care consultation, our 24-hour helpline, you know, the more than 100 support groups we run across Mm -hmm. the state, um, and then, you know, research uh, locally as well as, as nationally. The walks have grown tremendously over the last many, you know, many years. I do want to put in a quick plug for support groups because I facilitate three and and the GAP group as well, which is giving Alzheimer's purpose, which is for early stage folks. We go out and do wonderful things and um, and go on wonderful adventures and field trips. And people should call. What is the 800 number for folks to call? It is 800-272-3900. And thank you for mentioning those groups for early stage and mm-hmm. people who are concerned about their own own diagnosis, or or a loved one. Lots of us out there more than willing to help, hoping to help. Thank you.
All right, very good. And uh, once again, those walks are coming up in September. And the Hartford Walk is, you said, what, October 14th? October 14th at oh. Rentschler Field. Okay, so they're all over the state. So there's probably one near just about anybody who's listening this morning. Yes, absolutely. ALZ.org slash walk. All right, thank you both. Pamela Atwood, gerontologist and executive director of Colebrook Village at Hebron, and Christy Koval, also a gerontologist and director of public policy at the Alzheimer's Association Connecticut chapter. That's our program for this morning. I'm Bill Pierce. Join me again next Sunday. You've been listening to At Home in Connecticut, a public service project produced by WTIC News Talk 1080. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.